lives inside you and all around you. I've been on this planet for 31 years and there's nothing here for me. And they were saying to the person I was with that they felt the last final ingredient would be for the vehicles to be dead. Not in a mansion of wood and stone. When doing a Wiccan ritual, one feels in connection with something very, very old and connected to the earth. And those things that we find deeply moving and beautiful, the moon, the sunsets, those parts of nature that we don't understand that give us a sense of mystery and awe. Split a piece of wood and God is there. Lay down your life with dignity. Don't lay down with tears and agony. There's nothing to death, it's like Max said, it's just stepping over into another plane. Don't, don't be this way. Stop this hysterics. This is not the way for people who are socialists or communists to die. Lift a stone and you will find God. Hey everyone, thank you for joining me on the Heretic Podcast. I am your host, Jesse Kay. Today we have Kelly and also co-hosting with me is Mikey from episode one. Uh, and I've been looking forward to having Kelly on this podcast for months because we met uh, at my work, which is ironic because I'm in Ohio and she's in Florida, but the universe lined up for us and we exchanged numbers and everything's just been amazing since then. And I am so excited to have Kelly here. Kelly is an occult theorist and transformation life coach and tons of other things. She wears many, many hats. So I'm going to just not talk and hand the floor over to Kelly completely because you're going to love this episode. Hi, Kelly. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. How are you today? I am fantastic. How are you, Mikey? I'm doing fairly well. It's a pretty good day so far. Good. All right, Kelly, let's just roll right into this. Why don't you give the listeners uh, an introduction to who you are and what you do? Hi, my name is Kelly. I'm an occult theorist and transformation life coach. Um, a little bit back about my back history. I'm also retired military. So um, I got into this about on the pagan Nordic side of my background. I'm, I'm, I'm sixth generation of healers um, as far back as 1797, as far as we can go back to your family heritage and things like that. Um, my background occurring with that is that I have a great grandmother who was a midwife slash healer. A lot of them were from Prestonsburg, Kentucky, Floyd County, Hazard, Kentucky. So you'll hear a lot of people talk about um, the cunning or hoodoo or root work or Appalachia witchcraft, the granny um, style. There's, there's so many different words that you'll hear from our backgrounds. Um, especially talking about the Appalachia was originally born in Ohio from Willersburg. I graduated in 95. So that kind of tells a little bit about my age, but um, <laughs> I'm just excited to be here and tell you guys a little bit what I do on the occult side. I actually work with people who are on the journey of becoming a witch, finding out if they're a witch, um, people who have spiritual attachments, um, do house clearings. I do consulting, um, just doing lecture lecture work just to check out to see if something needs to be done on a personal professional level. Um, life coaching. I work with people from military law enforcement, um, a little bit of the recovery community, and then also work with people who 
have dealt with PTSD and leaving cult situations. So that's a little bit about me. Um, I'm a Reiki master. Um, I'm a crystal healer. Um, I'm a master herbalist. So I wear many hats and I ramble a little bit, but that's okay. That's what makes me me. But I'm, a, I'm what they call, they was call me uh, a force to be reckoned with because I'm very, very high energy. But um, tell a little bit how I got, how I actually knew what I was, how I actually became um, accepting of who I was with that. And I think that's very important part of my story is as I can far as back as remember when I was four years old, I can tell my mom, we had a nightly routine, get ready to go to bed. She'd give me a bath. She'd rock me in the chair and I'm like, mommy, I want to go home. And she'd be like, what, why do you want to go home? I'm like, this is not my home. So I can remember as far back as my fourth birthday. And my mom, it's like, you would say crazy stuff. And, um, going forward with that, um, went through high school, lived a normal everyday life as I call it the breakfast club lifestyle, you know, I had went to high school, left, uh, moved to Florida, got married, joined the military, got out, went back in later, was an account. I was in finance for 25 plus years. So that's a whole different beast to how I got over here. And then I got injured, um, ended up retiring from the military and I had my spiritual awakening and that's what it wrote. I started working with people that were in cults not by choice, just by it got slammed in my face saying, Hey, you know, the finance side of it. Well, it went deeper than that. I went with people being spiritually attacked physically, mentally, physically. And I had to learn really quick what was real, what was not. And don't play with dark stuff because you will get burnt. And that's how it started. Um, I learned along the way that I had gifts that I knew I had, but I was taught you're going to go to hell if you mess with it because I was raised in the church. And I said, you know what? I became accepting of who I was and that started my journey about 15 years ago. And, um, so from then I went on to actually doing my own research about my family heritage. I actually have a witch doctor. His name is Dr. John Sizemore. They call him Dr. Gore. People can look him up. My grandmother, my great grandmother, her name's Nancy Collins. She was a midwife. Um, our family, if you have ever heard of a term called Melungeons, we are like what they call triracial. They call us, we are the lost tribe of the Appalachia because a lot of people don't tell you that when slaves are brought over, Portuguese are brought over. So I have a big lineage of Jew Judaism from the Congo to Nordic paganism. So our family is also native. So we have a very, I don't call us a high 57. I don't like that term. I call us hybrids, but just learning to understand of who we are and being accepting of that was what really grounded me to, cause I actually put, I, they say like dim to fit in because being in the military, not a lot of people understand paganism. Not a lot of people understand being a witch or, or any of that. Cause I, I've been doing herbs since I was little. Cause my grandmother did what did kitchen witchery with, you know, just cooking and having a garden. And you didn't even realize that this was going on growing up in the holler and stuff like that, where they grew up until later on. And um, that just kind of really started for me to understand as I got an adult, when I got injured, that I was like, okay, I'm having an awakening. And it's weird because I tell people like, well, your awakening doesn't come in just one wave. You go in many waves of a spiritual awakening and you think you're losing your mind. I thought I was literally going crazy. I went down to psyche about done. True statement. Because I thought I was losing my mind. Because I saw things. I was having lucid dreams. I was 
waking up crying and I'm like, what is wrong with me? I said, got it or source or whatever you are out there. I need some type of reassurance of what I'm doing on this path is what I need to do. Well, I looked at my wife one morning in 2017. I said, you know what, whatever I'm doing with FLDS now, I said, that's going to be my new path. Being a, being an occult theorist, being a life coach, this is what it's going to be. But being a light worker, I've been a light worker since birth. Didn't know it because I closed that chapter of my life, but it took me getting injured and having a spine injury and paralysis to set me down in my right in front of me and say, look, you need to pay attention. Are you going to pay attention? Because if you don't, your, your journey is going to stop here. So I started doing little things with FLDS and then it went to bigger things to evictions to working with um, the Department of Justice of helping the um, evictions being stopped for six months um, with a nonprofit out in Colorado City. Very scary because let me tell you, I'm just a little peon person and our work for like two people were able to stop six months of people losing their homes based off of spiritual warfare. And that's a very... That's a whole conversation that could take a lot of time. So we're not going to go on that. So I'm just trying to give you little bits and pieces. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound like I'm rambling, but it's a lot. My life is I could write a book about my experiences and we might come back for another part two on a later date. But, <laughs> but anyway, so let me, let me, let me stay focused because I'm just, like I said, I'm excited to be here and just want to make sure that I'm covering most of the stuff so people know and understand that. You might be a witch. You might be an occult theorist. You might be a life coach. They're going to blend together. And I hope that my message teaches people that you're going to wear many hats along your way on this journey. If you're a star seed, you know, me meeting Jessica was a fluke. I literally walked in to see if they had a certain book and I met her at Starbucks and I was talking about angel numbers and she said, oh my God. And that's her story for another day of her part in it. And I said, you know what? Let me show you something. So after that, and I have been back a few months ago, I was like, they've been in my face, but I've had numbers of 3434888, which is the vortex in 1717 the other day. And being Michael now, that's, that's not a fluke. That's the universe saying, Hey, we're all connected. Understand, pay attention. So doing the type of cult, cult, Therist I am. I work with people that have either had spiritual attachments that have either have invited them in, have had hexes brought on them, but it's reversed the curse. Um, I do a lot of shut teach people how to do shadow work, and that's from the inside out, not the outside in. Um, I work with a lot of people to understand that you can do self-healing as a healer. I will tell people that is all I do is hold space for you. You heal yourself. You know, I listen to people that it's not just a, you don't look at just the symptom of what's going on. You evaluate the whole person, what's going on in their life, because the difference between Eastern and Western medicine is that they just diagnose the symptom. They don't diagnose the whole situation, what's going on in a person's life, their work, their eat, their sleep, their lifestyle, who's in their circle group. It all, it all comes together, their finances. There's all multiple hats that come into play that you have to look and say, okay, let's do a regimen of herbs for like six months and reevaluate because that's what helps people heal. That's part of my journey is what I help people with. Um, as a light worker, that's, that's a light 
that I said, if I took an energy test, I'd probably be off the Richter scale because the energy that I give off to people, they say I'm, I'm a force. I don't understand it. It's just what I was, I, whatever our higher power created me, gave it to me. Um, I have a lot of mentors, a lot of people that I'm blessed in my life. My grandmothers played a big part in my life in teaching me just to stay humble, be patient, even when I don't want to be, because I have zero patience on, on a normal, on a normal factor. Um, I learned that I liked books along the way that know I like books. Um, <laughs> I love books. Um, talking about like Scott Cunningham, you know, I love Cunningham. Yeah. That's you know, how I started was with Cunningham. Scott Cunningham, Dolores, you know, Dolores virtue, you know, she, she left the second, but I've read her book, the light workers way. I highly recommend that book. A lot of people don't realize, you know, like a day McCoy, she is a awesome, if you, any of you guys have Celtic lineage that want to understand more about the Celtic way of paganism or being a witch or being a Wiccan, that's a really good one to follow. Um, and Grammary, she's old. She's a real, she's before, um, I think her name was Ramus Scott Wolf or whatever her name is. I really didn't follow her. She's old. But Anne Grammar, she's from the 80s. She's right behind like Gerald Gardner and all them. She's like old school magic in the dirt. Um, what else? Colin Wilson. Like I brought some books just so like all the, you know, like, people don't realize like I literally like I always have books and pens. Um, Culpepper's Complete Herbal. You know, I always have something. So if someone asks the questions like, what is that? I always have, I'm always surrounded by books. So I really don't know. Like. Wow. <laughs> uh, sounds like things are pretty um, wild <laughs> for you. Uh, I know that I've always been a believer that we have many spiritual awakenings over the courses of our lives. Uh, I think that they don't really stop. You're just awakened to new things. So, uh, congratulations on your journey. Thank you. Uh, I know that my journey is both tame and not in a lot of ways because my journey is very intricately tied with my best friend. Um, and a lot of that is her story to tell and she's not here right now. So, I won't get too into it. Um, but I know that my spiritual awakening began a couple of years ago, and I'm learning new stuff every day. Uh, but I've found um, a lot of times that I'll reference books, and I'll find that something doesn't feel quite right, like it doesn't match my frequency exactly. So then I have to kind of experiment with it. And I'm not telling people to just go out and experiment with magic willy-nilly, because that is dangerous. Uh, Which talk, we're talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those things of like there there are precautions to take because uh, I am a believer that there is an equal exchange. This is a little um, uh, uh, <laughs> it's a bit sketchy for some people, but uh, I believe in karma. You get what you put out, uh, and if you mess with things you're not ready to mess with, it can come back to burn you. Uh, but I've also found that, like, for me personally, like, I'll be doing, like, something that deals with protection. And what the book tells me to do doesn't feel quite right. So, then I usually have to do a bit of research to find what matches me the most. Mm -hmm. 
usually with protection, it ends up being I have to replace something with like Rowan in some way, shape, or form. Uh, that is just a tree that I connect with. Uh, so I have to usually tweak things just a little bit to make them work a little more for me. Do you find that that is something that you run across too, where when I you're believe, working with it? I believe that for everyone, because I am working with, like my journey is different from yours and than Jessica's. So I believe that everyone has to, when you're either writing a spell, you're going to perform a ritual, you have to perform it based off of how you feel comfortable. Because it might be like four of us in the elements of going to cast a circle to to do a ritual for summer solstice or spring equinox, you know, stuff like that is a lot of people's like, I, I, I'm a Pisces, Aries cusp. So I'm like flighty all over the place. So understanding that I talk really fast, I'm like, oh, this, I'm a daydreamer. I mean, you would think I would have fairy wings just going to pop out of my back that I would transform into something crazy and just, yeah. But like for me, like understanding, like for you, like for me, I'm under the oak tree all day long because I need to be grounded. Like you're with the Rowan, I'm with an oak. I got to, I need, I need to pay attention because I'm very like, I'm the person that gets all this knowledge, but I need for it to ramp roll basically bring me back in and the oak tree does that for me and that's intuitively like you find out like two nights ago i was out in my yard because i really this last retrograde about kicked my butt back Ooh, like, girl you're not I, lying i i literally i between black tourmaline and burning burning every single day and i only burn usually every other day like incense I only sage, I use sweetgrass. I'm a big person about like ethically sourcing things. So I use sweetgrass to clear and I use cedar as well. So I was literally clearing at myself every day because the energy is around me because I'm a magnet one for energy vampires and two being a light worker, everybody and their brother wants to tell me their story. <laughs> so during retrograde, <laughs> I was getting phone calls and texts that I, I'm like, People are coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> and my wife is looking at me like, what are you? You look like you're spinning. I'm like, I am spinning. I'm like, look at my phone. And it's like, <laughs> I, but I had to literally put my phone on vibrate. I saw them, but I got, I got to everybody. After, I, went in, I went into retro shade. That's when I reached out to everybody, not during retro gray, retro shade. Excuse me. <laughs> and I sent everybody a St. Benedict's cross. The little pendants. I'm like, yeah. here, put this behind your phone case, put this in your wallet, put it somewhere, put it somewhere that you can feel around. It doesn't have to be a big piece. And I have some for you ladies as well. But yeah. literally, like, these little pieces, like, kept people like, they're like, Kel, how did you know? I'm like, because I know you. I know you. <laughs> you just need something. You need Cal just to tell you it's going to be okay. Um, I love crystals. I could talk crystals with you for hours. <laughs> you know, and I mix crystals in with, you know, someone asked me, are you a Christian witch? And I said, you know what? That's not, that's not my path. My path is, is Appalachia. Which I'm an Appalachian Nordic pagan eclectic occult theorist that's that's my i wear like i said i wear many hats but it's 
I love crystals. I thought I thought I was just going to do crystals. Crystals was not my path. My path was was actually understanding the paranormal. So to go more onto that side, um, medical intuitiveness. I hate it. I hate it. I can tell you someone who's sick before they're sick, or if they need to have their white blood count checked, or if there's something going on gastro. I hate that gift because I don't like to make the phone call. Or they'll say, what are you saying? Like, don't ask me that question because you don't want my response. You know, that's a big one for me, especially as a Reiki master. That's why I only do it on family and friends. And I try to stay away from my closest family members because I can feel their energy and I can feel what's wrong and trying to clear them out. So I, I'll do little things. Like if they have like girlfriend here that is she says, do some Reiki on me. Like she has like this thumb, bless her heart. I said, it's not just your thumb. I said, you need to quit sleeping with your arm underneath the pillow. And she's like, what are you talking about? I said, switch sides. She's like, how did you know that? I said, because it's, it's the nerve running up the arm. So I cleared her out and she's like, I'm better now. I said, you didn't sleep the same way. And I said, after transferring energy so you can heal yourself. She's like, yeah, that was better. Thank you. So, <laughs> you know, learning, you know, this, this path that I'm on, you know, the biggest thing is, is connecting with people, sharing my story, you know, connecting with Jessica. I mean, I was only not even in there 15 minutes and we didn't talk again for about a month. I would say about a month. And yeah. I knew, I knew, but I also knew she, she had other things going, you know, she has a lot of upcoming, exciting things going on in her life. And it's like, you know, they hate presidents. So she's like, do you want to do it? I was like, yeah, so this is going to be a free day. So you know, I'm glad to be here today, you know, connecting with Michael. Like you, I believe that the universe, even if it's not for a lifetime, I believe that people come to your life for a moment and you take things from everybody that you meet and you put it into your spiritual toolbox mm -hmm. for your journey. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, I mean, I've never believed in coincidences. Uh, there are things that have happened to me decades ago. And then it comes up again much, much later in my life. And I'm like, wow, so that's why that happened. Because I've always been a believer in that, that everything happens for a reason. And then we learn from that experience and we build on it. And we don't know when that lesson is going to be important, but it always is. Everything I've learned, I have applied later in life. Uh, some of the craziest things that happened to me when I was a kid, it was a long time before it came up again, but it has always come up. Yeah, I don't think that occurred to me until about like last year when I realized that, you know, you get over the self-pity and then you realize that everything that's happened to you was for a purpose. Uh -huh. So, and it's, that's a hard slap in the face from reality sometimes. <laughs> because. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's just one of those things where your hardships can help another person along the way. And then it becomes more of like those hardships that you went through become more of a gift than a burden. And as bad as it hurts sometimes, it's still it evens out because now you can help somebody else along the way. Yeah, it's like I know what I've lived and I don't want other people to feel what I have felt. So when I see things happening in a certain way, I always have to check in with my guides and be like, is this the person that I can intervene with? Am I the right person? Because I was a therapist for six years and I had to learn the hard way that I cannot save 
everyone, no matter how much I want to. Superman complex. I am not always the correct match for them. I had to learn a very difficult lesson as a therapist that, you know what? I might have to pass this client to someone else. And it's, oh, it was one of the hardest lessons I've learned my whole life. Or you help someone and you watch them thrive and then they throw it all away. I, I live that. Yeah. I used to work in a drug and alcohol months. counseling facility. So I would watch kids because uh, I worked with teenage boys and I would watch them get better and then they would leave. And a few months later, I would see them right back. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Maybe a different counselor will help. Mikey, it's so funny that you said that because in my early 20s as a part-time job, I worked at a psychiatric hospital. I was a psych tech. I worked for a outside an outsource agency but i worked at two state-funded facilities in florida and also worked for a private hospital and i eventually went pure in the private hospital but i worked with adolescents in geriatrics and i learned all about gates i mean but they also did um subacute um so you have your lockdown unit and then you have your unit to where people can come in and out i mean it's still locked the lockdown unit but people come in for drug and alcohol there's mental mm -hmm. health and they're kind of blended so i get it I, it, it's my youngest patient um, was was under five, and that oh, was the saddest wow. thing I've ever seen. And it, I was twenty to twenty three is when I did it, and it really opened my eyes about not being one judgmental. That everybody has their own path. I learned very young as that everybody has their own path, and you can't judge them. And I was always talking. You were talking about like our past of understanding. You know, when I was in Ohio, I wasn't originally supposed to be there. When I met Jessica, I was not supposed to be like, it was last minute, can you please come? And I said, okay. Because I was working, I was visiting with a friend, visiting um, their family, but I was also there with a client. And um, I literally went into the store that day because I they were going up some family, some friends, my friend, my friend and her family were going to go to another store. I'm like, well, I'll go into the bookstore. I say a bookstore. I would rather do that than go shopping for it. You know what I mean? And I wanted a coffee and I walked up and, um, just in passing, I started talking to Jess. I started talking to Jessica just in passing. And, um, you noticed just, my necklace and that's what got us talking. See, and that, and see, you remember, I don't re like, I can remember <laughs> where I was at and I normally can remember verbatim. I remember like the big events, but I don't see, I don't, I didn't remember that. That's okay. <laughs> no, it's good. I called you my affirmation because. Oh, for yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I was still debating on whether or not to do this podcast because I mm -hmm. have so much on my plate, like getting married and in, in a few months and all of this and working full time and everything else. And I was, I kept telling myself in my head for days, like, okay, I have two guests lined up so far for this podcast. If I can find a third one by the end of the week, then I will go forth with the podcast. So you came in, you noticed my necklace, and then we started talking about St. Michael. And then we mentioned the number 888 and how it kept following me. And that's when I decided like, then you started telling me what you do. And I was like, yep, here it is. This is my affirmation. This, this is your sign. Yeah. And I wasn't um, supposed to work that day. So that was the crazier thing too. You weren't supposed to be there. I wasn't supposed to be there. But 
we were. And like stories of like what we've all experienced mentally, spiritually, physically, like talking about like things that we've experienced, like me having a spine injury and being paralyzed on my right side, you know, since, since the age of 36, I'm now 44 years old. Tell my age. But anyway, you know, it was, <laughs> it's and, fine. You know, I had to go through my own. Okay. So I had to go through my own journey of healing and figuring things out and losing and, you know, learning how to live life on life's terms that I'm its student. I'm not the teacher. You know what I mean? And, but yeah. also be a mentor and help those along the way to figure, figure it out and just patience. Golly, I, I didn't have them. I didn't have them before all this and still learning, man. I'm like, you know, trying not to talk a hundred miles an hour. I, that, that's going to, that's going to be my lifelong thing and sound like I'm rambling, but I'm really not. I have a lot to say. I really do. I have a lot of good information to share and help people along the way. But, and sometimes you don't have to say nothing at all. You know, like in me sitting here, it's like, well, what else, what all, what all do I have to say? It's just what, what just comes like my spirit guides, let me tell you, the universe gave me some, I have like, I know I have three and I believe, and I can say it like on the, um, on my craft journey, you know, I follow the Morgan and I also follow Hikate because of my own shadow work, you know, being, maintaining the balance of yin and yang, you know, that helps me with, but those help me on my warrior slash maintaining my energy level and then i have i have michael archangel over here he's my buddy he's like you know because in in talking talking a little bit about theology you know i went from raised in a baptist church in ohio to joining the catholic church when i went through a rough patch and i thought religion was going to save me religion doesn't save you you save yourself you know, and a lot of people think that there's something that I, I heard and I'm sharing this and I, I wish this, this needs to become like a, if it could become a billboard, I wish that there, you hear someone speak that they have a mouthful of scripture, but they have a heart full of hate. And that's part of my journey is that I have to be patient with myself talking about with spirit guides and this all like i said will all blend together is knowing that it's all about your relationship with with whatever you believe in like for me on even if it's mythology even if it's maintaining the veil and my craft but also knowing that there's angels over here it's an i don't believe in the context of god like everybody else does i believe that there's a god i believe that there is a jesus but it's in my own way and i believe that a man-made book cannot define my relationship. Oh, that's, that's so beautiful. That. That's uh, perfectly said. Yeah. Uh, uh, the mouthful of scripture and a heart full of hate. I used to call them Saturday night sinners and Sunday saints. <laughs> uh, that is how I have always referred to them. Um, I don't know. I am a believer that everyone has a journey and I believe in reincarnation. Uh, and so I believe that God, my understanding of God, 
who I prefer to call Yahweh, but I call him God because it's one syllable, and I'm actually kind of lazy. <laughs> uh, God, let's like we're here to learn. I believe that absolutely life is a teacher, so I believe that we are here, and God gives us lives. And I believe that we have multiple chances to get those lessons. And if we don't get them, we get what I call the practical, which is if you can't show compassion to somebody in a situation, you're going to live it. You get multiple tries to have compassion for them. But if you can't, you're going to be that person. And the example I classically give is somebody who is homophobic. Okay, your soulmate is going to be the same gender as you. And you're going to figure it out. Uh, but I believe that we always get multiple chances. I believe that God is a kind teacher. People think that he's cruel sometimes, but I think that he's kind. He's given us the chances. And we Are just, we talking Old Testament God or New Testament God? I'm talking my God. <laughs> okay. My God, I call him Papa Smurf. <laughs> it was just a Bible joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Uh, my God is, he's real chill. Uh, when I talk with him, he rocks up in a bedazzled Papa Smurf jacket. Uh, he makes dad jokes. He makes puns because puns are the way to my heart. Uh, he is absolutely super fun to talk with. And he is loving and kind. And it is always about learning with him. Uh, he is never punitive. My God is not. Uh, others may have a different relationship with God. And that's perfectly acceptable. My God is uh, sometimes if you don't learn the lesson, you're you're going to get the practical and it's not going to be the easiest practical out there, but you're going to learn it eventually. And so I kind of believe that we bring things on ourselves in that respect. Mm. Uh, If you can't learn compassion for someone when you have it easy, you're going to learn practice uh, like I call it the practical. You're going to learn it through practice. You're going to live that situation. And that is how you are going to learn compassion. But that's just my thoughts. That's actually a good way to put it. Like I looked at, I'm going to try to keep this as PG as I can. So some people say (laughs) karma is a bitch. I say karma is a whore. Because, no, for real. And this is why I I use this as an example. The old me who did not give two flying Fs if I hurt your feelings. For real. Like at one point, like I just had, I had this self-pity, like selfish side of me that it woke up, like I identified it. And that was part of my spiritual awakening of selfishness of, and this was when I was younger. This was when I was in my twenties, you know, like after I had divorced my ex-husband that I had awakening one that was part, and I didn't know I was having awakening. So I sit there and started journaling one day. I'm like, that's what that was. It was that. You know, you hear the Wiccan read, you hear the threefold, you know, do unto others, do as yourself, you know, do no harm, do what you will, you know, tenfold. It depends on how you look at it, right? And I tell people that I'm like, you know what? Even when I always, always do the right thing when no one's looking. Always. I don't care how bad you don't like someone. I don't care. I do care. But I'm saying when you even don't want to be around someone and they need your help, and they get on that last nerve and I, I call it tolerance. Like you're learning a lesson by helping that person that, and I believe that this goes through the ancestral, like you're, you're learning lessons that your ancestor did not learn. If that kind of makes sense. Like yeah. it passes yeah. down, like you'll hear generational curses 
And that, and I believe that has happened. And I believe that I've, I've made it a point to where it would stop with my generation because I just did um, a thing a couple months ago about doing ancestral, um, um, I cut the ties because I just watched, I just did, basically did an analysis of watching of things that happened throughout my family's, just a lot of bad decisions that should have been cut off. And I did some ritual work with it. I did some shadow work, a lot of crying, a lot of expelling the blackness out of the side of my heart mm -hmm. that I did not, that I pushed down, didn't know. You know, the pandemic taught me two things. That I love myself more than I thought I did and be kind and patient, which is three, but is finishing on the karma thing. It all comes together again. Is that when, even when you don't like someone, help them because if you, if you turn the other way, karma's going to smack you. Because you're not, you're not going to be on your knees. Your, your, your face is going to be on the pavement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, people are like, you're wrong. I'm like, no, I'm real. This is reality. People, there's, we're not in the clouds. We're not unicorns. We're not a bunch of fairies. Now the Fae, that's a different conversation for another day, but we're literally, yes. we are not unicorns. We're not unicorns. It's like, you've got to pay attention, wake up. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's another reason why I do what I do is because I want, and I don't charge a fee for what I do. There's no, this, this, but that's for me. You know, my heal, my reward, my reward, if people want to donate so that I can give back, that's what we do. We take donations like to help, people, to help the people that we help. But at the same time, my reward is watching Jessica's podcast soar, watching Michael and her partner's business soar, people knowing that they can't, they have a voice that they can come to Kel and I will help them. If I can't help them, I'll get them the help that they need and understanding that for healers or wise women that we are, because we're the, we're the next, we're generation X, right? So I'm a millennial. We're, we're millennials. Okay, you're millennial. I'm so I'm 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 not a crone yet. <laughs> I'm a mother. I do have kids, so I'm I'm not a crone yet. I'm not there until I'm 50, 55. That's where crones start sitting in. <laughs> so good to know. Yeah. Anyway, they looking at the scenario is that people don't realize that we have to give back. We have to educate people because so many people are so scared because they're hiding behind a book that closes the door and I tell people, do your homework. I might give you a book to read, but I want you to do multiple researches off this book for your own path. Like, like we were, what we were talking about. It's like you only take bits and pieces because you might hear someone tell a really good story. Like a Ted talk, you're only going to take 5% and you might thought they were author Kelter, but they had some really good stuff to talk about. Like me, I tell people, I will teach you everything I know, but don't take that as Bible. <laughs> and I use that yeah. word loosely because it's knowledge that I know that's worked for me, but you still got to figure out your path. Mm -hmm. um, it's this journey is just so, so amazing that so many people just want to want to be on one, one spectrum. Well, guess what? That's not how life works. We're, we're on many realms, you know, figuring out where reincarnation, golly, I'll tell you what, I'm, I've been part of the LGBT community for 13 years. It is, it's been the best. I always knew I was, but I was always, I was always told I was going to go to hell, you know, and that's, that, that's, that woke up, that woke up a side of me that I didn't know I had being more active on the occult side, you know, doing ghost hunts and going out and doing 
psychometry on, on on a piece of property if someone says hey i'm inheriting this should i take it's like do you want truth or do you do you want to do you want to run you know and i'm a straight shooter i don't i will not tell somebody if they die i will never tell someone that that's a big thing though i get asked like well can you tell them like i might see stuff but i've never told i keep it light love and light you know i'm not in the broom closet I'm, i've been out of the broom closet <laughs> you know <laughs> I love myself. That's one hard thing to say is that I can look in the mirror and tell myself, I love myself. And I tell people every day, what are you grateful for? That's one of my staple things. What are you grateful for? So what are you grateful for today, Jessica? I'm grateful to be here talking to you. What are you grateful for, Mikey? Uh, I'm grateful for my found family. Uh, I'm a big believer in found family. My bio family and I, we don't agree on a lot of things. Uh, but my found family, they are amazing. Uh, Jess is part of my found family. Uh, you guys are part, I get it. Uh, we, have, we, have, we have the same birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we initially bonded, I believe, over the Archangel Michael. So it's super fun that uh, the, my, uh, the Archangel Michael pendant is what you notice on Jess because that is how we initially bonded. Michael is my guy i call him dad <laughs> has been a better dad to me than my biological father uh so i mean i love my found family and i'm eternally grateful for them and family's not always blood that's one one of my biggest things like being military you know that was one of the biggest thing is that living across the world i mean i've lived in hawaii california back to the east coast the west coast twice like people don't realize your family, your blood family, it, even if you are close to them, they can't pick up and just get in the car and be over there in 30 minutes. You rely, and I learned along the way that I make family wherever I go. Like the other day, perfect example, I wanted to get some baked goods because I really wanted some. You know, I was having a little off day and I, I stopped and talked to a woman. It was like, it was like at a, one of those places like you can it's like an antique mall like where you can set up it it said baked goods and i was like oh i'm all about like local support local mm -hmm. eat local and this woman who is the marketing manager just came up to me and because i she's like the lady's out because of health issues and then i look and i'm like well you guys got crystals like well she does reiki and then she just started talking about her life and her grandma passing and she says you know it's not a fluke that you walked in here talk to me today right and I just talked to her for 45 minutes and we just connected. And I'm like talking to her about what, you know, grandma, grandma hasn't passed because you're not ready. <laughs> grandma hasn't moved on because you're not ready. Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. So I believe that we come in our path and I will, this is one thing I wanted to make sure that I talked about was, you know, whatever your path is, like I can, I, this woman, like call it, she's older than me. She's in her fifties and she had no clue about her being a light worker. You know, she, she, but she felt different. And I believe that, you know, just a message of just meeting people, of connecting and, you know, bless her heart, we connected and just being able to talk to her, letting her know that you're going to be okay. You're not crazy. Grandma come to see you. You're not nuts, you know? So, and I yeah. talk about, I talk about, um, you know, one other thing I wanted to touch base on, especially being like Southeastern Ohio, West Virginia, Kentucky, um, Eastern Tennessee, Eastern North Carolina is talking about, you'll hear Appalachia granny witchery. It's one, some, one thing I really wanted to talk about that is kind of dormant, but it's starting to come back around. 
Um, if you guys can connect with people up that way, because they, they go up that far into Ohio, well, up north, excuse me, um, that it's, it is something that is so I like to talk about maybe on an offline on another day, but just wanted to share the main topic of it. It's like, Hey, that's what our foundation of blending. I think that how we all connected and understanding that that's what the misconception was, is that these women were just notified as like the witches. Like if you look at Salem 1692, the 29 mm -hmm. that was supposedly killed. Well, Appalachian witchery was based off of the Celtics coming from the UK, coming from England, Scotland, and all of them. And they were migrating to the hills. So that's where a lot of our stuff, like our grandparents are coming from and understanding like where we might be dimmed to fit in or stay in the broom closet is that people don't realize that that's where it started. So I just want to touch a little bit on that. Like people do your research. I want to just, I, it, it just came to mind because I looked at, like I said, guys, I always have stuff. Always, <laughs> always, 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 you know, keeping the traditions alive. That's where I wanted to go with that. I told you I, I sound like I'm rambling, but I, I knew where I was going. But keeping traditions alive of understanding as being a Reiki master, as being a cult theorist, because we don't, we are far, we are a little person in a big world. But our message can go, it's, you only have, what well, they say, you have faith the size of a mustard seed. You only have faith the size of a St. Benedict pendant, <laughs> you know, or St. Michael or whatever you want or whatever deity you follow or dogma, you know? So. I think it's interesting. Uh, soul family is fascinating to me because my best friend is my soul kid. Uh, okay. So we've been able to figure that it took us a lot. We did a lot of tarot readings, a lot of past life readings and like, man, I'm your mom friend, but like, wow, I kind of feel more like your mom most of the time than just your friend. Um, and then it took us a while to figure that out because I don't know, we're uh, really good at missing all of the signs for the most part, <clears throat> but we did eventually figure out that she is my soul kid. I am her soul mom. Uh, and we're establishing new traditions right now. I think we're in the process of rediscovering traditions that have been lost, if that makes sense. Uh, because we're doing a lot of stuff based on intuition and we're like, wow, we're doing this thing. And then we go and we talk to somebody else and they're like, hey, this is how I do it. And I'm like, wow, we kind of discovered that, but in a slightly different way. Uh, but we learned it like through meditation and intuition, like, well, just going to try this out uh, because initially we didn't have anybody mentoring us to figure stuff up. Uh, and we've made a lot of mistakes. And I would like to caution people against uh, just doing things willy nilly because I've learned the hard way that that is not the safest path to take. Uh, definitely find a mentor. If you feel so inclined, it is definitely safer than what I did. So. Uh, learn from my mistakes, everyone. <laughs> Find a teacher. Uh, because intuition in life will teach you, but uh, <clears throat> it might be a bit of a crash course. And you might make some mistakes along the way. Well, I probably sound like a broken, broken record by now because this would be episode four. And my biggest concern is, so it's been a really strange, like since last year, it's just there's been a huge spiritual shift and yeah. I have atheists who are now not so much atheists coming to me 
and asking me questions. And, but they're going more towards the um, demonic side of things like demonology and stuff. And I'm like, this is not my territory. (laughs) I don't mess with this stuff. You know, like I don't, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to mess with it. You're asking the wrong person. I said, just be careful on what you're doing, because if you, if you don't know your stuff before you do your stuff, that's become my whole thing on this podcast. You could potentially release something out into this world and it's just going around freely. And that worries me. Like, I feel like we've had this huge uprising popularity. And I think I want to say it started with the Netflix show, Sabrina. And you know, it's like it made this whole yeah, it's this that is not I never watched it. What most what most witches are, I should say. Um, it's definitely not paganism, it's definitely not Wicca, but they're confusing it with paganism and Wicca and witchcraft. And I'm like, don't be an idiot. Do not release bad things. Like this is not good. And bad things can disguise themselves as good things to trick you. Yeah. And then you're trapped. They're called yeah. tricksters. Yes. Or to be behind the thing. I, I want to pop in on that. But and that's so funny that you said that. It's because my back my background with attachments is demonology. You know, with the cultism, with wanting to understand is it mental health? Is it actual because there's like I said, there's two different things in that people don't realize with demonology, demonology has nothing to do with Satanism. A demonolo- demonology is if someone has been you got oppression, infestation, and pos- possession. That's the three things. Okay. Mm-hmm. People think, well, I'll go, they look at, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I, I remember everything you just said was they're atheists and they're asking questions about demonology, but demonology has nothing to do with the bathroom and becoming a to be in a member of the satanic church because right. they don't people don't realize that people who belong to the satanic church don't believe in the devil they don't even believe in it <laughs> it, 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 is a, it is a rebel it's like i, I don't see it what was, the rebel with the it was it's created it was created as a slap in the face to the christians exactly. literally it, literally. It's literally it's literally the reversism is saying that you know what we are not conforming yeah like yeah part of one of my like part of my because i'm finishing my doctorate right now in paris like philosophy my PhD will be philosophy, concentration, parapsychology. You know, that's people don't realize that there the military did remote viewing. There was Project Blue Book. You know, there was the biggest thing now is that we have the space part of the space force for the military. That you know, there's the Freedom of Information Act that was just released in that they're gonna release information about UFOs and aliens. Like there's so much. And I still wouldn't there's trust so that. much. <laughs> I, what'd you say? I didn't hear you. I said, I still wouldn't trust that. I think that's a distraction. From well, something. and it's not, it is, but people don't realize that that we're viewing. We all have the gift of the five players, So how, how you, how you choose to do with that. Like my gifts, I'm clear sentient, clear continents, and I am clairvoyant, but I don't tap in too much with my clairvoyancy because I have too much stuff that misses me, man. I don't, so I can tell you if it's a bit like we walk into a restaurant, we all go to eat somewhere, we're leaving, or it's time where someone walks in, it's like, we need to wrap it up. And they're like, why? I'm like, within 15 minutes, 
it, it goes, something goes rogue, an argument, like even just an argument, especially when you're a sensitive person, you have to be protected. You need to stay grounded and centered as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This past week, man, I'm telling you, I was not a nice person. Like my wife was like, what is going on with you? I'm like, I just need to ground and recenter. But where I was going with it, I literally went out and I said, Mama Earth, Father Sky, Grandma Moon, Papa Sun. And I literally put my face in the rain and just sat out there and grounded mm-hmm. because I needed to recenter. And I didn't realize I had neglected that because I was all up in everybody else trying to fix everybody else. Well, guess what? If I'm not ground and centered, I can't help nobody. I ain't worth a crap. You know, mm-hmm. and that, and going back to the demonology side of things, is th- these people want answers. Well, guess what? Demonology is to revoke, non confessed. <laughs> <laughs> thank and you. I'm just going to give you a la- round of applause for that because thank it. you. And that's, that's a whole, no- I mean, like I said, I wear many hats. And that's, that's actually, that's one of my specialties because I, I'm all about educating people, but educating themselves. Like people don't realize that there's seven different types of Satanism. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, like I mean, look how many different branches there are of paganism oh and Christianity. And you Judaism. know, there's branches everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Or Druidism, not Judaism. Druidism. Yeah. Like there like is no levels. one set tree, you know, it's. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> and I said, this was the comment that I made. I said, so. With God and Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Do we all do we all go to the same place when we die? Is that why religion broke off? Is because we don't people like like Mikey says Yahweh. I say source, higher power. I think I could make a whole up. new podcast on this subject. <laughs> that, Girl, hey, okay, a whole it, new podcast. Take, take it, take it, and use it because let me tell you, people don't realize like I, I've seen spiritual warfare. It's going on right now. I mean, oh, God. Yeah. People, you know, what it was, the uh, evolution, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about like the, does an atheist believe in the Big Bang Theory? You know what I mean? Because the placebo effect, you know, people, the mind can, mind can heal itself. The body can heal itself to a sense because of science. I, I believe in science. I believe in science. You know what I mean? That's a whole, that's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, tit for tat conversation unless you are a scientist or a neurologist or someone who's got testing to show testing can also also be wrong tests can also do false positive i've seen someone get a false positive lyme disease and that was the medication and it was actually someone very close to me had a false positive the medication that they were given um triggered false symptoms the medicine triggered because they didn't have it and they're given the medicine you see what I'm saying? So the medicine yeah, yeah. was giving, so the test was a false positive, and then the medication was so harsh, it was flaring up these faults. I mean, every test behind it, so they had to send the test off to California. This was years ago. But that's what I'm saying is, like, science makes mistakes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, well, and I think people don't realize also it, scientists and doctors can be paid off just as easily as politicians. So we're at a point where, at least I'm at a point where I don't know what to believe anymore, yeah. you know, and it's just kind of like, I kind of just go through life <laughs> for the best at this point, but I question everything now, yeah. you know, it's, and it's the same with 
with spirituality as well, you know, and I think that it's good to keep questioning so you have a better understanding of yourself. Yeah. Uh, I have, well, technically, uh, my best friend, my soul kid and I, uh, we call it the history channel perspective, <laughs> which is the people on the history channel, uh, they have their evidence and then they post their theory and everything. But if they find new evidence, they're forced to change the theory because mm -hmm. they have new evidence. Mm -hmm. This is my view on science and on spirituality. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the information that I have right now. So this is my perspective on it. If you give me new information, uh, because I'm open to that, I love learning new things. I will take your perspective into consideration. I'll mull it over and then I'll see where it fits into my worldview, what stays the same, what changes, and I will adjust per the history channel. <laughs> uh, and I think that science should be the same way. This, yeah. There is science right now uh, that says smoking is bad for you. 50 years ago, there was all sorts of articles and things that talked about how smoking was good for you mm -hmm. because it was relaxing <laughs> and things of that nature. The science has changed. The science of today will change 10 years from now. And I think that spirituality should be the same way as we continue to learn our spirituality should change. I don't think we should force ourselves to stay in a box. I don't think it's healthy. Uh, spirituality should be allowed to grow. Mm -hmm. I want mine to grow. I want it to grow every day. Uh, so I'm always looking for new information, new perspectives, because I come at it from that history channel angle. Uh, I want to learn. I want to grow. Uh, I think one of the major problems today is that a lot of people don't. They feel safe in this little box that they have. And so they just decide to stay there because there's safety in knowing. Uh, you know, it's something like with what you're talking about on that. It's like, okay, so when we're born, whole, right? We're a blank canvas. Mm -hmm. So talking about occultism and or being part of a cult stuff that I work with is the deprogramming side, right? Mm -hmm. Or trying to give them the tools so that, like I said, as, as a mentor, life coach, whatever, like whatever hat that I'm wearing that day, working with these people, you know, because a friend, just someone to listen to, you know, someone having to, to like, it's like an onion, the onion, you know, it's like, it, it's, it's like this. Well, guess what? You have to bring this onion back together. You have to try to fix, figure it out how to bring it back together. And they said, well, that's, you know, that the metaphorically, I'm like, look, they started whole and now we we basically have rocked their world to a world that they were part of but the programming is a whole different beast and we can't do that we can't come and say what what you believe is wrong because guess what they go deeper mm -hmm. they go deeper and they can go underground and once they're underground money talks and that's mm -hmm. the, that's the sad that's talking about like spiritual warfare talking about what's going on and talking about doctors getting paid off i have to i have to word certain things because with what i work with so please understand. understand if it sounds kind of yeah. kind of like dealing with the things that i dealt with with the people that i can't leave on the financial side of what was backed against them or about i mean everything like has levels right yeah so these people had so many there were so many outs that these people could went underground or even take us out. I hate to say it like that. I'll just be no, honest. You're right. 
yeah. because they don't like us. Mm -hmm. But I came, I came in from a different attribute. It's like, I'm not here to make, make you change what you believe because what that's your path. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to make sure that you're not homeless and you got food in your belly and your babies have a warm bed to sleep in at night. That's all I do. And I get you the mental health counseling you need. I get you the healers around you to help you heal yourself, like yoga and herbs. Like I'm all for holistic healing. You know, the holistic approach is the way I go because part of my journey was I was on pharmaceuticals and I came off cold turkey from Oxycontin to fentanyl pouch. It was part, that's part of my story. And I am, I am a big um, cannabis advocate used correctly, not just for, for medicinal use, not just for recreational use. That's not, that's not my jam, but I can say that that's been part of mine. It's helped me deal with PTSD, acute adjustment disorder, depression, you know, suicidal tendencies in my past. You know, this has been part of me to even just to cope, you know, that's part of my story, but I don't push that on people that I work with. You know, they have to find, you know, if they need psychiatric, I'm not against, I'm not against psychiatric drugs. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'll put that out there. You have to find, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I can just tell people that you do your research and you work with licensed professionals on that aspect, a naturopathy, you know, even go overseas to someone. If, if you find someone that has record recording work of research and testimonials that validate their work, you know what I mean? I'm for a holistic approach, you know, ask, you know, I'm not going to say what, ask Washtika. I'm not saying, I cannot say that word. Did I say it right? Ask Washington. Uh, ayahuasca. Yeah. Ayahuasca. I told you. Ashwagandha <laughs> is what I use every day. I can say that that's Indian ginseng. It's a vitamin. It is good yes. for cortisol, stress, and anxiety. I think, I think you know what, though? My body hates that vitamin. So, yeah, my, my, my spouse, hate, it gave it gave her anxiety. Because yep, it did the same thing Because to me. your body, because you, evidently you're not, your cortisol levels, and this is something that I did my own research because I was like, well, why can't you, why do I need it? It's because my cortisol levels are off the top. Your cortisol levels are low. That was something cool I learned about the Ashwagandha is if your cortisol levels are not off the spectrum, then your body does not require it. Ashwagandha is only going to work for the people that need it. It's mm -hmm. like, this is another word, kinesiology, kinesiology. You're talking about like with the body, like when you do like the, like the muscle testing. like Kinesiology. I told you, I knew what I was talking about. I just can't say the word right. You can get it. Oh, I got you. I speak hellish. Like, I, my, my words are like, you get, I, I know I what I'm trying to hellish. say. Like, because I can't, I know what I'm trying to say, but I just can't pronounce it. That's no, okay. I'm the same way. Yeah. But say it again, Mikey. Kinesthesiology. Yeah. Yeah. That. Kinesy. That but anyway, thing. our body will direct us to what we need. Like there's other things that we both can take in vitamin wise that works, but that like, we're talking straight anxiety, ready to have anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. But me, when I take it, I'm just like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm not going to my head off today. I can just smile. But yeah, I know that for me personally, pharmaceuticals, they just kind of don't work. I remember one time I took, uh, Oh gosh, this is another case of don't do what I did. Because <laughs> uh, it was the it was the wrong choice and I recognize that. But I'd had a toothache, so I'd taken a Vicodin and it worked. And then I took it at the next time I was supposed to take it and it didn't work. So an hour later, I took a third Vicodin, which is the wrong thing to do. Don't do that. But it still didn't work. And I'm like, all right, pain meds. They just don't work. All they do is make me angry. 
there was another time I was getting uh, surgery done. I was getting LASIK done on my eyes and it gave me a Valium. And I was the grumpiest person ever for hours after that. So I have just learned that pharmaceuticals, I can't take them. They turn me into a person that I don't like. So I just, I just don't. So I do tend more towards uh, homeopathic stuff, more towards earth. I, I drink a lot of tea. I drink a lot of tea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, this, that's, this is, this is, this is, uh, Egyptian licorice. Okay. Uh, I, have a, I have a lot of chamomile that I drink. Chamomile lavender. Yeah. I so, drink. Yeah. I drink a lot of chamomile but, lavender. I drink some echinacea. I drink a uh, bunch of mints, that sort of yeah. thing. You uh, know, something that else. Something else that was talking about, uh, Jessica mentioned with the demonology that a lot of people don't realize and understand that the message about understanding what a bassinet is, and I can never say that word right, that's the inverted star that um, part of the satanic um, beliefs yeah. that they believe in that people don't realize is that when you're messing with that, that has nothing to do with a pentagram and a pentacle. A pentacle, a pentagram is what protects us. A pentacle is, is the elements that surround us. So that's the way I was taught. I think that one of the worst things in our world right now is ignorance and a lack of willingness to seek true understanding. There was mm -hmm. a point in my life, I was going through a bit of a crisis. So I just started studying religions left and right. I was like, I've got to figure something out. I need to find something that fits for me. So I was just studying everything. Nuns, man. Nuns are fascinating. And I don't think that people like really get how cool nuns really are. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But I researched a lot of different religions uh, trying to understand. And I came to the conclusion that, man, I am none of these and all of these. That's uh, a good thing that you educate yourself because like, I, I actually study Hasidic Jews, the ones that live in New York. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the show on this, on Netflix. I'm not trying to like promote the like, but it's where the women shave their head and yeah. they wear the wigs. Mm -hmm. And I, I, and that's the best example I can give someone if they'll hear this. And, but Oprah did a, this is years ago. This is when Oprah was still on. She did a, um, did a show, but they just showed certs, like little excerpts. You know what I'm talking about? Like where mm -hmm. she'll like show, um, like different like scenes and stuff like where they could go to how the women live like women sleep in separate beds during certain times you know they go to the mikva like just understanding the culture and it's like okay but the biggest one thing is is once you leave you become an apostate you know you're basically evicted like you don't no longer exist and that's how it is in a lot of faiths mm -hmm. like and i in it's sad because you're going to pick faith of your kids and you're going to pick faith of your family. But that's part of the understanding. Like I was just telling Mikey, you know, understanding the bassinet and the satanic side of demonology mm -hmm. is that people don't realize too that in, in the belief system in certain aspects is like being for me, you know, a lot of people, I was not accepted when I came out as a lesbian i always knew i was but i was raised in the church mm -hmm. you know so it was like you're gonna go to hell <laughs> you know but it, it basically came back to saying you know what i love myself 
I married an amazing woman who has been by my side for 13 years and loves our kids. And I can't be happier, but it's standing your, I, I won't say standing your ground, but staying true to what you believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the thing with the demonology, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up on that on another, <laughs> on another time. But Mikey, you said something about being your um, business partner's, business partner's mother. Yeah. And what I believe in reincarnation is that you were her mother. Like, I want to give you a little, I want to give you a little stuff from what I feel is that I see you as her mother in a prior life. Like two lives prior to this. And you guys can do your little, you guys can do your, do your meditations, do your manifestations with this, because I will tell you, that's what I see. I see that you were her mom. And, but there's, there's something in the cycle cycles that you guys have, that you finally, the last life cycle, you guys weren't connected like you are now. Like this is a life cycle that you guys were able to connect and figure it out. But the message is going, it's a good, it's a good message. I just, and people who really share their gifts, they can't tell you everything. You have to figure, you know what I mean? We give you very vague. We give you very vague. We have to, because if someone told you everything, you can rewrite history. Yeah. Well, I don't want to know everything. I want to figure this stuff out on myself. It's more powerful that way. But my spirit guys, well, I will tell you, and this comes back to karma. Let me tell you. What if it's like, you know how like you kind of get like shoved like in the front, like, hey, oh girl's got something to tell. Like, no, I don't want to say that. I don't want to tell it. But my spirit, like Michael will be in my face saying, uh, you didn't tell that. So you need to back up and make phone calls and say, hey, you know, and eat crow and say, look. You know, when we were having that conversation, I needed I needed to add something to that. So that's what my spirit, my spirit guides, karma, karma will put me in my face. I can't. I have to say it, or I can't be ugly. You know, I can't be like where really when I want to say a lot of things, I can't. But I really think about people being doing dumb stuff, especially in this line of industry. Like, well, let's go ghost hunting. Well, guess what? Are you shielding before you go in and shielding when you're coming out? You know, a big thing, like, for us, when we go, like, on ghost tours or just go to, like, known, like, graveyards. Because, like, with my spouse being a photographer, you know, we did, she did a project where, you know, spirit theories and stuff like that. Before we went, I saged both of us. Mm-hmm. I, I, call, I call it smoked. I tell everybody, you're getting smoked. Like, because... <laughs> You're not taking, especially in people that are very interested. And I tell them, you do not ask it to go home with you. Mm-hmm. If it speaks to you, if it speaks to you, you can ask questions, but just be mindful. It doesn't go home with you. You don't provoke. And just remember that it might not attach to you, but it could attach to one of your family members. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing of understanding with this industry. It's not even, it's a lifestyle. The healing modalities, mm-hmm. the healing arts come in many forms, especially Reiki masters. I've seen a lot of good work. Like Cleveland Clinic, Mayo uses, mm-hmm. uses Reiki masters. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're wow. using, aroma, they're using, they're using aromatherapy as part of their treatment. Don't, doesn't the military use Reiki too? No. In certain acts, they're using yoga. It's called whole health. Okay. Whole health because people don't realize it's like the Vietnam War with all these different agent orange, blue, purple, whatever. Like, I don't know all the colors because that wasn't part of my era. But PTSD, you got to imagine, okay, you go to war, but you're the only one who survives. 
out of your unit. You have guilt. You have mm -hmm. guilt coming home with you because what, what, what makes you special to come home? And the rest of them didn't. So they try, they're trying anything and everything. They're trying different diets. I tell people, especially if you have a gift and are on the occult side of things, is that do not eat refined sugar if you're going to be doing some work. Because I ain't going to lie, I like chocolate. I love sweets, love cupcakes you know, and donuts. I, I don't eat sugar at all for the most part. Every once in a while, every once in a while. But I cut sugar out of my diet uh, I clearly this do. year. <laughs> I definitely eat sugar but i'm actually more of a salty person in a, variety, in a variety of ways <laughs> well I went, uh, that's part of my that's also part of my story i went vegan um five years ago and then the pandemic happened and then i was like well all scared because like what if we have to shut down and you know you basically you go to survival mode and you can't get fresh fruits vegetables even frozen mm -hmm. you know what i mean like what's it been mm -hmm. staying so I'm still human. I'm not invincible. That's the one thing that people forget. Like, well, I've got all these protections. Well, guess what? You're not invincible. You still mm -hmm. have to sustain yourself from plants and food or whatever. So I added some dairy back. I gained, some, I gained a little bit of weight back and I paid for it. So now I'm doing better. I'm trying to com completely back off of it. It's a process. You just, it's like, it's like you're shocking your body. If you take mm -hmm. it all out at one time, your body's going to like, screw you. And I don't, I, with the work that I do, I cannot just pull it all out at one time because yeah. I got to be on my egg game. So I don't eat sweets consistently. I still have them here and there, but that's awesome. Just if you, if you've took sugar completely out of your diet, that's, that's awesome. I will, I will be there. I know how to make nice cream out of, out of bananas like i literally like oh, i yeah. learned you how to make creative ways <laughs> yes yes i know how to make i can make i can make cheese i can make ricotta cheese cheese dip whatever you want out of cashews i do not oh. do that cashews are like the cashews and cauliflower <laughs> you can, you can make anything lentils. out of those two things yeah and lentils lentils yep but I don't really eat those either. So my my diet's extremely strict. It's more for health reasons, but I, I understand. Yeah. I, I especially like understanding that, especially with the spine injury mm -hmm. and mental health side. Like I'm very transparent with, with my mental health because so many people are scared. And I was like, you know what? When I came out, I thought I tell you, I felt free on the mental like physical physical, I'm still guarded in a sense because I do ha I had to learn how to do a lot of things modified, but I'm okay with that. But I'm still like coming to acceptance. But I think that's just part of me, um, me being human. But you mm -hmm. know, I learned how to with coping skills by helping other people. That's that, that's my therapy. That's my therapy as well as being able to help other people live their best life possible by seeing that I still can do things, but I do them modified. You know, mm -hmm. um, so diet is a big thing in the uh, occult side of things because people don't realize that. You might be up, up against something, and if you eat something, that's, that's a whole different topic. But I'll just go that it's like, if you're going to be doing a lot of, like, ritual work, that's why you'll see people, they do a ritual. They don't eat the cakes until afterwards. Yeah. It's like, marry me, marry part. It's like, we eat, we celebrate after the ritual, after we mm -hmm. close the circle, because if not... You got too many people in there. If you open, like you've heard of, if you guys have not heard of the statement of cutting, the, you cut a window, like if you've had to bring something in. Right. Like I've had to do this. So, and you could bring something in or take something out that has no, that's universal law, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so.
So this whole diet is I would always fast and bathe before a ritual. Those were the two things I always I always did just to this is part of my belief of like people need to educate themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh if you're going to be doing something, educate yourself about it. Uh, it's like people will misunderstand the pentagram and what it is. You'd be like, oh, I have a pentagram. Ooh, I worship the devil. Uh, no, no, you don't. No, you don't. Research that symbol and what it actually means, please. You don't mm-hmm. worship the devil just because you're wearing a pentagram, which, by the way, is a protective symbol. Mm-hmm. So, good job protecting yourself, but maybe understand it a little better. <laughs> you know, and like people look at certain things as like, is the pit, is. It's like I had the conversation like about me wearing a triskelion on my neck. And they're like, what is that? And I'm like, well, you can look at it as many ways. You know, triple goddess, you can look at it as earth, sky, water. You can look at it as birth, or birth, death, and reincarnation. Like, there's so many different attributes as a whole symbolism. Like, they look at like, I'll, I'll, this is a really good one. And I want people to look at this. I'll leave it on this note. Is this the, okay, one of y'all are going to have to correct me. I'll say it. <laughs> a swastika. Did I say that right? Ayahuasca. No, a swastika. Swastika. The, the, the Nazi symbol. Which wasn't but, always. But, and it's actually a Buddhist symbol. It actually, the other thing with that is, is that back during the AD mm-hmm. time frame BC is people don't realize that it was taken from like an idealistic symbol of like happiness or goodness. And it was transformed as an, as an identity of what happened at the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like people see that they don't realize un- being uneducated. Yeah. I'd say it like that. Not, not ignorance, but uneducated. Is that people don't realize that it was, it was not that it was taken as personal yeah. use for negativity. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look at how the pentagram's been bastardized throughout the, throughout history, even upside down. You know, so it's. I feel like at this point, you just because I, I mean, I guess I came out of the quote unquote broom closet. Um. A couple of years ago, and my spiritual journey has been an interesting one. I went through a lot of phases of, I always believed that if I wasn't in some kind of like Christian uh, circle, that I too was going to hell. And I always called it my God-shaped hole in my life. So I started um, talking to when I, I lived in, I lived in Florida for 10 years and I met a pastor there and we would talk cause I worked at a restaurant and he was a regular in there and we started talking and there was a point where I actually started leading prayer at my restaurant before a shift. And I don't know exactly what happened, but I just never felt comfortable in that faith. I find a lot of beauty in that faith. If you're going from it, from the correct standpoint, I have nothing against Christianity. I have nothing against um, any, any kind of form of that. As long as you're a good person, I don't care what you are, as long as you're a good person. Yeah. And 
so then I kind of just didn't even think about spirituality or religion for a long time. And then a few things happened to me. Uh, I had a miscarriage, my first miscarriage. I've had three total. Uh, I cannot have children naturally without, I can only do IVF. And I actually just had my last miscarriage in 2020, in January, right after I lost my grandfather. Uh, and that's when I found out that I couldn't have children. And, but anyway, so I moved back to Ohio from Florida and had this, me and my, me and my friend, Bobby, we reconnected because we were childhood friends and he's, he's church topped to every single, I mean, every single church you can think of, like he was part of it at some point. And we got together and we just started researching every single religion we could get, we could find and discovered a lot of interesting things because he and I are, we were both kind of like, well, where, where are we comfortable at? Like, what do we really believe? And right before I moved back to Ohio from Florida, I did start reading on Wicca and even decided that Wicca wasn't for me because I felt it was still too organized for my own personal soul. I think it's a beautiful religion, but it's also a religion. And I didn't want a religion. I wanted something bigger. I wanted something that wouldn't, con that wouldn't constrict me to one thing. So that's why I kind of settled on paganism because in, if you're just like a pagan, that could mean a buttload of different things. <laughs> but then, um, and, and then when I moved back to Ohio, that was when I had my biggest spiritual awakening, which we're not going to get into because that would be like a five hour conversation. Um, but then I started dating and I'm going to keep this as brief and as easy as possible, just so I don't gain more enemies here. But I started dating a pastor uh, in 2019, and it destroyed me spiritually. And a lot of stuff happened within that small time frame. It was only about six months. And I, again, we're not going to get into it. Um, but I be, he had two churches, and I, I was part of this community, and it was a beautiful community. And then when we broke up, I lost that community. And it was such a like, it was a bullet to the head because I connected with these people and I still wasn't Christian. But then I was always told like, well, you're too pretty to be a witch. You're not actually a witch. Stop saying you're a witch. Stop saying this stuff. Um, I had somebody say that I was a bad person because I didn't believe in God. And I'm like, you're not even trying to understand me. I do believe in God. I just don't worship him the way you do. And that wasn't the pastor saying that. It was somebody else. But anyway, we can talk off air about all that. Um, and ever since then, <laughs> I love you too, Mikey. <laughs> I love you too, Kelly. And ever since then, I have been spiritually blocked. And that's why I started this podcast, because I needed to meet like-minded people, such as yourself, such as Mikey, Vicky, um, because I needed to connect with people who won't tell me that I'm wrong or that I'm bad or that I'm going to hell or, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> that I am a demonic being. Exactly. You know, um, and I'm still on that journey and I'm still trying to there. Like you said, there's been a huge spiritual warfare just happening in general. And when we have social media, we see all aspects of it. Mm -hmm. 
So of course, in my head, I'm questioning things like, are we getting a large popularity in witchcraft and Wicca and Satanism because it's going to be the end of the world? Like, like the Bible predicted, or is it something else or, you know what I mean? But those are the thoughts going through my head because I don't know what is truth and what is not anymore because I've been through so much that my brain and my soul is just all over the place. That's part of your journey though. It is part of my journey. And I, I that's part of your journey. And 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 I'm I'm a person and I'm not trying to sound like big mama Kelly for a second. And I have, (laughs) I know you, it's not just because I know you, it's because I get it. And there's someone that's all connected and this will be offline. The person, not exactly the same story as yours, but with, and if you I have to say this, I want to make sure I say this tactfully. Relationship with God, Yahweh, whatever, that is yours. However you define them. And this is where universal law comes into place. And I don't care if I get enemies for saying this. A true, humble, loving person is not going to tell you that you are wrong for speaking your truth. And you speaking your truth, and I'm life coaching, I'm life coaching, I'm being, but mom, like I said, many hats. You sharing your story and you connecting with people to understand, to help you heal and grow from this, this journey is for all of us. We heal, we're, we're all on some type of healing journey ourselves, but we're learning along the way, bits and pieces, bits and pieces that we're going to, we're supposed to give to other people. I, d- I have figured that much out because I'm like, what's the whole purpose of me being a pagan, joining the Catholic Church, asking 20 million questions, and meeting meeting you on a flip day and meet Mikey today? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is that not not knowing what to trust is real or not? You go with your gut. Mm-hmm. Don't second guess your gut. Because your gut is part of your spirit, your spirit guides. That's another thing I learned. Because I, I, if I went against my gut, the whole situation cr- crashed and burned. Yeah. If I listened to my gut, like I said, my in- being clear sentient, clear knowing, time to roll. Mm-hmm. And a congregation of a church of working with on the cult side of occultism with spiritual warfare is that it's all reformed as being this is what you do if you stay with jessica because she's not dating xyz every here you're going to hell or if you're being a pagan and people don't realize that you can be a pagan and not be a witch you can be a witch and not be a pagan yes. you become a druid. Yeah, that's such you a can big be a thing yes. and be a, you can be a wicked and not be a witch people, well, witchcraft is a craft it, it yes. is not a faith it is a craft yeah. Well, people so. say that healers and wise women were witches and they were being were being hung. And people don't realize that just the Salem witch trials was just a little bit. They also happened in Vermont and Connecticut. Well, what about the Kabbalists? Oh, are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. That was my biggest discovery. The Jews were what? The first witches, basically, for the most part. They worshipped their women. And- and I'm European, and I'm and I'm a European Jew. Like my ancestry, ancestry doesn't lie. DNA mm-hmm. don't lie. 
So when I'm going from family saying, because I did, and that's part of my story is, is growing up in a small town is that you go to church, you get married, you don't, you don't blend, you're not else across anything. Authenticities, and I'm not, but it also comes from ignorance, is that we got to love our parents, our grandparents, and snuggles where they're at because it's a learned behavior, but it's up to them on free will, free will, mm-hmm. to say, I love you, but that's not part of who I am. And when you're in a, an environment, because certain reasons, you know, who knows if you'll stay in Ohio or where up north, sorry, wherever someone lives, where you, you might only be there for a season. So if coming from Florida back to wherever you're going to live might be just for a moment because what your message that you're receiving, there's a message going back. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying on the yeah. religion side of that? Because right. and that's where it's come like, okay, you're you're a pagan. Who are they to judge? Because someone has told them it has brain that is drilled that in that person's head. Oh my god, let's let's do the cauldron. Let's let's do a counterclockwise. <laughs> oh my god. You hang out with Jessica Keller, you know, Mikey does Reiki. Well, Reiki's using, it's, people don't realize that we oh, are energy. I've been accused of devil worship. I can't tell you how many times. Oh and I'm God. just like, I don't even, that is not in my line of I don't anything. Believe anything. I don't believe in the devil. I don't believe in the devil as yeah. context as everybody, because the context is that man has wrote it. Mm-hmm. And I will say that loud and proud. It's like, I love God. I love Jesus. I think that they did good things. But man has taken them and has made them to what? Fear. Mm -hmm. God is not fear. When you have fear, that's false emotions appearing real. That's what fear stands for. False emotions appearing real. You know, people join congregations and and then the church will tell you, oh my God, if if you don't pay your tithes, if you are not baptized, you don't come to church Wednesday or Sunday morning, Sunday night. Oh my God. They're knocking on your door. I had mm-hmm. that happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I dealt with an abusive relationship and I had a lady tell me that I was, that I needed to pray and fast to be completely broke for God. Sister, who are you to tell me about what my relationship with God's supposed to be? And that was in my early twenties. And I thought, let me run. And I ran for the hills because I knew in my gut, I knew my gut not understanding. I knew what I was on the clairvoyant, clairsinian with all my clairs, but of not knowing because it was like, hush, your grandma, your, your grandma was a midwife, but she was also a healer lady. Your, your great uncle was a witch doctor. That's my, that's my DNA. That's my Appalachia family. They're Melungeons. They're mixed breeds. We're not Heinz 57. I hate that word. I hate the word Heinz 57. And people don't realize that People from Appalachian are not Southern. Right. An Appalachian accent. It's not a Southern accent. And people could try to combine. It's like we're completely off the different spectrum. You know, and a misunderstanding is like, we're all here for one purpose and we're all connected. So it's either get on or get off. Right. But mm-hmm. being ignorant because in these people that are so quick to not three, 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 by the way. <laughs> People, I'm sorry, I just the three distracted you. <laughs> well, Michael's saying, quit rambling, stay on, stay on, stay on, stay on task. 
There is no staying on task in this podcast. Fine. There's, there's good I stuff know. in every room. That's okay. No, that's great. That's, that's okay. what I love. My, that's what my, I love. Point, my point being is with all of that is, is that the person who are people, it regardless of coming at Mikey, come at you, come at me, come at other people in my life or anybody's life, right? And that are ignorant about religion, their day, their day of reckoning will come. It's not on our terms. That's why it was like karma. Like, let me tell you, I've seen karma <laughs> without oh Lord. And I, I'll, I'll give you a short version. I saw I saw it collect twenty plus years later, and it was the most horrible thing that I ever. And this person had made amends to to a person had done something really really ugly to affect someone's life for a lifetime. That person finally came and said they're sorry. Well, I don't know what. I, it's not my journey. It, I don't know, but let me tell you, they lost everything. They lost their home. They lost their cars. They lost their family. They lost their spouse. Wow. For being ugly from the inside out. And it took 20 plus years to now that they have nothing. Was successful for all their life and now have nobody. Yeah. I always say that uh, karma collects interest. It might take a detour, but that just means it's collecting more interest. It so, always comes back. And that's the thing. So if you know that you, you need to make amends or if, if you hold guilt, you have to, number one, but you have to forgive yourself first. Mm -hmm. In order for you to be completely at peace with your own life, trust me, I had to. I had to make amends to so many people for, you know, being a better mom, being a better wife, being a better daughter, being, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. knew, I knew in order to even be to sit here to talk to you guys today, like I have to be able to know that I, when I close my eyes at night, even when my brain does never shut off ever, ever <laughs> like I'll have like five or six different kinds of drinks in front of me. Like, cause I want hot tea. I want water. I want a smoothie. Like they're like, where I'm like, I, sh I, sh I should have been Einstein's sister because I have natural curly hair. And I said, I, my, I told my, I told my wife, I said, you can call me. Einie. She says, no. I said, because my hair was all crazy one day. I said, yeah, I said, Einstein's brain went a hundred miles an hour. I said, that's what I, who I compare I compare my, my brain to because I never shut up. I always have more than more than I would love to share sometimes. Acacia records. If you guys are familiar mm, with that, that's a whole listen. So that's a podcast, yeah. that's a podcast because that's, 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 so, that's, that's not, that's not even, that's not even religion. That's, yeah. that is a sacred that is geometry yourself. I am a huge sacred geometry girl. Um, it's funny that you mentioned the fields because uh my fiance has a band uh faith and failure and i had to mention it and uh i did some artwork for them and i used the fields because they have a song called the fields and i was like hey i can combine mm -hmm. these two even though it has yeah. nothing to do with the song but i do a lot of uh i am a very that is my crystal i guess you know a sacred geometry i use it for everything and it's also been uh bastardized throughout the, the years too with sacred geometry as seen as evil and and it's like you do understand it's just math and nature crystal grids. Uh -huh. literally math and nature crystal grids. people don't realize people don't people don't stop and think but Notre Dameus used crystal grids yeah yeah that's yep. how he was able to calculate crystal grids is part of like it you guys, um, it's part, I mean, people use crystals in Reiki. Is that yeah. a watch? Uh -huh. Who else? Uh, what, what starts our watch? Oh my gosh, what's his name? Tesla. 
Tesla used uh, sacred geometry. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it'd be able to talk about this. It's not until I had my injuries that I was planted after surgery, after surgery, and just being completely, basically bedridden that I had a choice. I could either lay there depressed and be doped out of my head all the time, or I could start self-healing myself and fill my brain full. Like, and I, and I compare my brain to the Keshit records because I have so much up there and <laughs> life experiences that people are like, how did you, it's like, you know what? I don't know, but I count it as, as my blessings. What they say that your curse are your blessings and your blessings are your curses. Mm -hmm. And that's a big topic that's came up is that we can, we can look at where we're at today as being a total like disaster or it can teach us to thrive and be humble. Yeah. And I think with, with being open to say that I am, I am loud and proud a pagan and that I love St. Michael. I love the Virgin Mary. <laughs> I love God. I love Jesus. Am I, a, a Christian witch? No, because Christianity Christianity has a label. I don't. I, I Beetlejuice be my favorite movie. <laughs> Thanks, Tim Burton. <laughs> but I don't have I don't have a flashing light in my head saying, "Hey, I'm a Christian witch." I'm not. I love yeah. the fact that I can say is this this journey. Words we're, we're life students, you know. Yeah. Or whatever. I'm starting to ramble. <laughs> no, I agree with you 100%. Uh, I think that life is an amazing teacher. Uh, and I know that everybody has different journeys. It's all part of us learning. I'm a big fan of educating yourself. I think that's pretty obvious. I've mentioned it a couple of times. But you can't always educate yourself from a book. Uh, a lot of times, I think you have to educate yourself by looking back on your own life. Um, controversial opinion. Uh, I am responsible for everything that I have done. Mm -hmm. I am not responsible for everything mm -hmm. that has been done to me, mm -hmm. but I still have to live with it. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And I think part of my journey, and I think part of everybody's journey in some way, shape, or form is learning to differentiate what has happened to you as a result of what you've done and what has happened as a result of what someone else chose regardless of you. Because I've carried a lot of guilt for things that I was absolutely 100% not responsible for. That's, uh, called, that, that's called being an empath. <laughs> that, that, that has no, that's, not, that's not individuality. I, it, I'm going to school you for a second on this one, Mikey. Like, and this is a good yeah. thing. Is I hold guilt because like, like, it comes back to you being a therapist, right? Because yeah. you're, you're a light worker in your own right. In your own right, you're a light worker that you go through as like I, as me being a light worker is that we look at life is that we have a mission that we're supposed to pass messages to help people along their way. But it's like, we, we pick up the guilt where someone else fails, or if you're in an environment that you see something really like catastrophic happen to someone and you had no power to help them, mm -hmm. no power. Or you said, could have, should have, or regrets. You can't have regrets because it's past tense. All you can do is be like, they say that you got it where like, you got to be gentle with yourself mm -hmm. on that aspect because we are so quick to carry someone else's guilt because we're human like that. That's what, that's what we're meant. We're meant 
we were designed to love. We were designed to feel. We were designed to be sad. You know, madness was not part of the original setup. If you really look at, you know what I mean? Yeah. Frustration, but actual like wanting to physically hurt someone. That's not part of really who we're, we are meant to be. Right. That was yeah. part of something that came in another. I don't even know. Like I, I question that. That's part of something I question. You know, why, why do we have people that are so mean and cruel and do bad things? You know, in this, in this world, why are people, why do people say mean, hurtful things? What kind of game is someone to call someone fat? What is someone to say that they are, I'll say it because I'm a little, it's part of my community, a fag hag. Some people take it as a compliment, but some people think it's very derogatory. Yeah. You know, it's, mm-hmm. I can, but stuff like that, it's like, why, why is it okay? What, what kind of gratification or stuff like that? It's like, why is it okay to be mean? Or why, you know, a, a big thing too with like working in the recovery community is that like, well, where do, where do we go wrong? Where do we go wrong and not helping this person the right way with their mental health? Their mental health issue was not our problem. We just gave them the tools to try to help themselves. And that's all we can do. You know, you had mentioned working in drug and alcohol counseling. I yeah. working with that. It was like people would be doing really good for six months and it's like, whoa, where are they coming back in? They had a relapse or they had a suicide attempt or, you know, something of that factor, you know, and it comes to it like, like where the family's like, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Or parents would dump their kids off at the psychiatric hospital. I've seen it, seen it. It was sad. I had someone's parents because they just couldn't handle them because mm-hmm. they were not geared that way. You know, and they would rather someone else take care of them, you know, but not let that be their burden. I mean, and I looked at that, but that was not my fight. That was not my, it's like, I can advocate. That's why I'm a big advocate for mental health. Take care of yourself first and foremost, because if you're not a hundred percent, you can't help nobody. And I tell people too, like, I think I heard, heard this in your guys' last last podcast was talking about if someone's not accepting, you know, uh, universe, we talked about universal laws, you know, you have to ask permission. Mm-hmm. You can't tap in mm-hmm. unless they're unconscious. That's one disclosure. Unless they're unconscious and you know this person or unless they're married and the spouse gives you permission, I will, I will share that disclosure. A lot of people don't realize that someone that's in coma, they sometimes the family will have Reiki come in and do on them to help them heal from the inside out. See, I've heard of that. Or if someone, you know, is very ill and, you know, they're going to pass and they want closure, you know, you kind of like see where they're at. But this life is, it is a blessing and it's a curse and our curses are blessings. So, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, empathy is a big thing. I know that I'm an empath. Uh, my best friend is also an empath. Uh, but I've noticed that a lot of people are empaths without realizing it. So when I run into people, it gets like a near constant thing. I'm like, hey, do you know how to shield your energy? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, let, can I teach you? <laughs> uh, because it's something that has been happening more and more. Uh, now, I don't know if people have just buried their empathy and now it's starting to awaken. Uh, or if some people uh, have always like they've kind of known, but just didn't know what to do with it. I'm not sure. I do think that people tend to be natural empaths, generally speaking. They just don't always know what to do with it, and sometimes they shut it down. Uh, but what I've noticed is that a lot of people are like, yeah, I do pick up other people's emotions, and I don't know what to do with it. 
Uh, I've noticed it a lot more recently uh, since COVID, actually. Um, so you about since, yeah, about March of last year when things started to get real bad is when I started to notice that more people were struggling with empathy. Uh, so I talk with them a lot about um, uh, how to shield and everything. Hey, it's 345. <laughs> uh, I like sequential numbers. Well, holy crap, this has been an episode, um, <laughs> which I kind of knew it would be. And we are going way over my time limit here. So we're going to have to set up for a part two eventually. Um, real quick before we go, because I have to get just like a slight bit of information on this. You're going to the Vatican. Next four. I want to be going for the. Uh, the exorcism program. That's amazing. I'm so jealous of you right now. <laughs> that's like, that's a dream. <laughs> yeah. My biggest thing with that is, is educating people. It's like, you don't dabble understanding mm -hmm. what you're getting into. Um, I know that our path is not done from what you just told me about the, the two people. We'll, we'll yeah. network and connect on that. That it, that's, that's a, that's just that's a, a whole topic that you I need to be grounded and center for and I'm I, and that's a big thing too is like knowing your knowing when you have to tap out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you, like uh, when like I can't like that's another topic for another day and yeah just connecting so so 2023 is when I is the projected date of going just with everything that's everything because they just opened the borders to go now so right. I'm trying I'm like. Everybody, because they had to push back a year. Everybody mm -hmm. that's supposed to go in 20 is going now. So my stuff is put, pushed back two years, which is, which is okay. I'm all right with that. It just, it just gives me, it just gives me more time to do more podcasts and connect with more people than there I'm supposed go. to help. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, what are you going to do between now and then that you need to accomplish before you go? Part of my toolbox. <laughs> all right. Well, it's been a pleasure. It's been a great pleasure and a big thanks to Mikey also for joining us. Um, Anytime. Where can people find you on social media? On Instagram at cult.theory.lnkel. That's L-K-E-L. -L. I will, I will put all of that into uh, the podcast link as well. So, all right, guys, and that's a wrap for the episode. Thank you for tuning in. And if you like this episode, please share with your friends, your coven, your congregation, or any other groups you consider your friends. I don't care where or how you share the show, just as long as you share the show. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, either message me via Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at The Heretic Podcast, or email me at jessiek at theheretichpodcast.com. That's J-E-S-S-I-E and the letter K at theheretichpodcast.com. This podcast has been a Crow the Raven production. As always, know your stuff before you do your stuff. But most importantly, stay spiritual and stay safe.